We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. We've got free agency kicking off in just a few days, which means rumors are flying around the NBA. GMs, their phones are ringing off the hooks. They're trying to figure out what is going on, who's going where, how much it's going to cost, all kinds of rumors for us to dive into today. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane, joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Make sure you are subscribing right here to the NBA Front Office Show on YouTube and turn on those notifications as well. Uh, Keith, we've got tons to talk about today, tons to break down. And I guess let's start here because I, I chuckled a bit and I know a number of people around the league did too when that report came out the other day about Aiton being more valuable to the Suns than ever before after everybody knew they've been trying to trade him for the last for forever essentially and then that report comes out oh no 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 he's super valuable to the Suns gotta love spin yeah I mean it yeah it made me laugh too and they're they're no longer looking to trade him and whatever else the verbiage was in there and it's one of those things where I believe that was probably exactly what was said whether that's true or not well the whole other thing and then we have mark stein today talking about how they got at least somewhat close at the draft and making a trade and the mm-hmm. uh the sons it sounds like balked at taking back javel mcgee uh from the dallas mavericks in a deal it was going to be tim hardaway jr uh rashawn holmes who was going to come in the king's uh trade which that ultimately would have to be roped into a three-team deal or even a four-team deal with oklahoma city if they wanted to tie them all together uh with Bertons going to okc because the kings can't or excuse me the mavs can't then turn right around and re-aggregate uh, homes together. There'd be a 60 day waiting period. They're not mm-hmm. going to do that, obviously. So that would be, um, you know, a whole thing where it would be Aiton for Holmes, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. And then it sounds like JaVale McGee. And it sounds like that's not entirely dead. Maybe it's, uh, well, what, what is it they say in the Princess Bride? He's only mostly dead. Uh, so <laughs> right. they're, they're probably mostly dead uh, versus, you know, he's not entirely dead. You know, so that's, uh, you know, maybe there's a chance, you know, they, they put him back on the machine and nurse him back to life. And this is really just back to that initial concept that when we heard Bradley Beal to the Suns, it was maybe you take DeAndre Ayton and you turn him into two or three guys, two or three rotation players, because you're just not going to have that much depth on the roster. Now, Frank Vogel is known as a coach who likes having a big defensive anchor back there. And JaVale McGee has played for Frank before, but (laughs) 
JaVale, he's 35 now. Yeah. He's not he's not the same guy that, that he yeah. used to be. So I can understand why uh, the Suns would not want to do the deal with JaVale McGee involved. He does have two more years left under contract. Not a huge contract. He's he's like $6 million per season, something like that. Yeah, not a huge contract, but still a very weird contract. Yes. It was one of those ones that was weird at the time a year ago, and it has not gotten any less weird as we've no. gone forward. Yeah. So now, uh, look, maybe this still goes down. It would certainly be a little like that press conference for the Suns. If the deal goes down, you why you guys just told us about how important DeAndre Ayton was, and now you're trading him. But this it's the way it goes this time of year. There's all kinds of smoke, all kinds of you know posturing and everything through yep. the media, and that's just what happens. And so I think that's yeah. what's going on here. It's something to keep an eye on. Maybe he gets moved to the Mavs when the dust finally settles. We're also a week out from having a million conversations at summer league where everybody tells us how, Oh, we got the exact guys we wanted in the draft yes. and we love them. And every free agent move we've made is the perfect move that we had lined out for years. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. That's actually, it's one of my favorite parts of this because everybody's so optimistic, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody, it's just, there's this, you know, hope and not, and I'm not saying everybody thinks like we could win the title, but everybody just feels good. Right. So you, you feel really good about where things are going and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, my guess is the Suns probably do like DeAndre Eaton and the idea of him kind of filling that defensive anchor role for Frank Vogel. But they probably like the idea of three guys who could maybe play rotation mm -hmm. minutes even just as much as they like it, considering where their depth is at. So my guess is probably nothing happens here, but at least it's kind of interesting to see that it could be coming back around. Yeah, that is, that is exactly what we're going to be hearing all about at Summer League. Um, yep. and like you said, optimism reigns, and, and you love that. You love that. Yeah, it's just fine. But great. it reminds me of 2017 when the <laughs> in the draft picks one through five, Every I think it was on the same day, every team who picked one through five said they got the guy they would have taken yep. number one. I sure. mean, it was just, yeah. it was absolutely hilarious. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah. let's talk it's a little the bit. Draft, the draft draw always drops off the pick after wherever yes. we picked. Yep. You, know, you could have the 50th pick in the draft, and it's like, we had 50 guys on our board, and that's it. You know, there's not, not a one left. You know, it's This like, guy fell to really, us. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into Damian Lillard. People are starting to get sick of Damian Lillard. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're getting tired of talking about, about Damian yeah. Lillard and is he going to go or is he not and everything. But essentially, Damian Lillard is saying, let's wait and see what the Blazers do in free agency. As though that doesn't yeah. put any more pressure on the Blazers to get something done. But um, I, I just, like, what, what, what? You never know in the NBA. This is the great thing about this league. You never know. Sometimes crazy stuff happens, mm -hmm. right? Stuff that we don't see coming and it's shocking and we get the, the notification and it blows our minds. It's happened live on this show before and everybody loves getting to see our reactions when that happens. And that's a great thing about this league. Yeah. But even with that said, I'm having a hard time coming up with what the Blazers do in free agency that can make Damian Lillard go, yep, that's now a championship team. Yeah, I struggle with that too. I think that would have happened at the draft, right? now. Mm -hmm. They could still trade Scoot Henderson. That could still be a thing, right? He's still, it, at this so. point, he's an unsigned draft pick. So, yeah, I mean, you could still maybe see a move and maybe something now that he is definitely there that materializes. Because it's not like someone would have traded up to three to take someone different, right? They, they, you know, I guarantee anybody else would have been trading up to that spot to try to get Scoot. So maybe there is a deal that wasn't there. You know, on draft day, or it was just something where, hey, there wasn't enough time to put this together. Or, yeah, well, we'll find out. I thought it was, this has reached kind of peak silliness, right? You had the, 
his agent have to come out and say, I know the DJ played, you know, the Miami songs and stuff. And, you know, that Will Smith, Miami, welcome to Miami song <laughs> um, right. in the club. But that was just a coincidence. <laughs> he was having some fun with, with, with Damian Lillard at that point. Um, that's weird. And then the fact that they had a meeting and the Blazers general manager, Joe Cronin comes out and says, and releases a statement that says, yeah, we met with Dame. Everything's great. You know, we're still committed to building around him. It's just, this is so weird because like, that's mm-hmm. not really stuff that people are like, yeah, we don't need to release statements on all these things. So, you know, and then, yeah. And I believe this report came from Brian Windhorst that Dan wants to see what they're going to do mm-hmm. in, in free agency before he makes his decision. The only challenge I'll say on all of this stuff is you can't wait too deep because yeah. then some of the stuff that may be able to get done might not still be on the table. Teams will, find a way, right, if they have to, to get Damian Lillard. But it maybe may isn't as clean as it might have been otherwise and all that other stuff there. So we're, we're, we're going to find out. I also would hate to see the idea of, you know, whether it's like Jeremy Grant resigns or somebody else signs in Portland and then Dame's like, yeah, not yeah. enough. I'm going to go, right? So there's probably going to be a lot of conversations had where it's like, hey, dude, if I sign on, are you going to then turn around and be like, I don't want to be here because I probably – would rather be somewhere else. So yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of fun to watch it play out, but I, I get how people are getting, mm-hmm. you know, exasperated. One thing I thought Zach Lowe did a really kind of mini rant on this on his podcast, but he was right. I also don't like the people who are like, damn O's, you know, blah, blah, blah decision. And the Blazers need to decide. No, they don't. They can right. do whatever they want to do. It's up to them. Right. They, We're just paying attention to it is all. Yeah, that's it. They've been again. This is going to be year 12 for them. So I don't have any problem if they, you know, drag it out because this should be a difficult thing to figure out. Right. And, and I, I, you know, I, you know, I know Zach went on with, you know, maybe nobody, everybody keeps saying nobody wants to be the bad guy and he doesn't necessarily agree with that. I don't know about that part of it, but yeah, I mean, they don't have to rush in any kind of decision just to placate, you know, all the rest of us, there are real roster concerns. Like I mentioned that could dictate a timeline here, but we're going to see where this goes. Keith, you're going to have to jog my memory here because you mentioned Damian Lillard and what if, you know, Jeremy Grant re-signs and they make a bunch of moves and then he goes, oh, never mind, I'm out. And like Jeremy Grant re-signed to play with Damian Lillard. Wasn't Elton Brand involved in something like that way back in the day? I don't remember the details. What happened? I don't remember either now. I can't remember. Was it still with the Clippers maybe? Or did he go back to the Clippers? After something else fell apart. I mean, everybody yeah. knows the famous one is DeAndre Jordan because of all yes. the silliness that went along with that. And that's that's why you know the moratorium can remain still a fun thing in a way um, where guys can agree to a deal and it takes a week before it can actually execute those deals. But yeah, there was something with Elton Brand. I do remember that. And I remember it really kind of screwed things up. Yeah, a little bit. So I'll, I'll look it up and then we can we can uh, come back to it because I know we're a little pressed for time today. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Kyle Kuzma to the Kings. Now, now, Keith, stay with me here. So Kyle Kuzma was essentially a king. It was all but yes. done. He was going to be sent for Buddy Heald from the Lakers. Then the Lakers went, no, 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 let's just screw up the next year and a half and let's go trade for Russell Westbrook <laughs> and said, that sounds like a better idea. But he was going to go to the Sacramento Kings. And now he might actually land with the Sacramento Kings. So does that make Kyle Kuzma the once and future king? Oh, man. That's right. That's right. That's a King King Arthur joke for everybody everybody at home. 
like that. I, I, or you could go with, is this the return of the king, right? The oh. king who never took his crown, uh-huh. right? With a little, little Aragorn in there. there Kyle Kuzma's probably like, yes, I am, I am all of those things, please. <laughs> and more, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, this one, it makes a lot of sense, right? He would fill a definite need there. Uh, man, the scoring firepower that team mm-hmm. would have. With you know, Darren Fox, Kevin Herter, Kyle Kuzma, Keegan Murray, De- Demonta Sabonis. Sabonis might never need to shoot. He might be able to just play point guard for okay. that kind of you know. Not that Fo- oh, Fox is obviously the point guard, but you know what I mean. He could just be a you know top of the key distributor, living his best life, picking out passes uh, to these guys. So it makes a lot of sense. We'll see. You know, there's also reports that they may use a chunk of this newly created cap flexibility to renegotiate and extend Sabonis. So the Kings got something cooking, y'all. All I know for certain is they did not agree to essentially salary dump Rashawn Holmes in the 24th pick without some kind of plan in place Mm -hmm. uh, for free agency, whether it's signing Kyle Kuzma, chasing a bigger name through trade or signing or doing something with Sabonis. There's something in play for the Kings. And I'll tell you what's really fun. Up until like a year or so ago, I would have been like, oh, no. This is going to be bad and it's going to go probably horrendously and they're going to, you know, give a it's, giant. It's going to be the Kangs. Yeah. Yep. To some, you know, third tier free agent mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a disaster. I trust them now. I trust that they're probably going to make a really good, uh, smart decision on this. So I, I'm, I'm very excited to watch this one. My guess is whatever this is happens quickly um, right around the start of free agency because it's probably been lined up already. Yeah. In other words, no such thing as tampering. Yeah. But they've probably already figured this out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Somebody, I've listened to so many podcasts and somebody goes, yeah, well, really Friday at six is when we get to find out all the things that have been agreed to for a week. Yeah. And there's definitely a lot of truth in that. And mm-hmm. for anybody who's new to the show and there's a lot of you, thanks for signing on and listening and all that stuff. Not, neither Trevor or I really care much for tampering except in very specific situations. Yeah. It is what it is. Let's all be grown ups and move along. I yeah agree agree all right uh the Pelicans rumored to be shopping Jonas Valanciunas who would like a contract extension he's making what is it like 15 million off top of my head final year of, of his contract here uh with the Pelicans now they would apparently from various reports want like to get more of a traditional rim protecting big man Valanciunas is more ground based uh he did Stretch his game out to three point range, which gives mm-hmm. him a little bit more utility in today's NBA. I actually, shot how he ever gets three. Yeah, how he ever gets the shot off, I don't understand. It, it is the slowest. the slowest release I've ever seen, but but he does, and he makes he does a few of them, as you said. And uh, and again, shot thirty five percent on uh, one and a half attempts per game. Shot two attempts per game last season. And look, I I'm a fan of Valanciunas. I yeah, like the old school. Just give me the damn ball, and I'm going to power it through people. Type of of mentality. He does a lot of dirty work on the offensive glass too, but he's not a rim protector, you know, less than one block per game. So if that's what you're looking for, uh, then that's not your guy. And if that's what the Pelicans want, obviously it's not him. And then the contract situation, I think just pushes this further in the direction of a trade because Valanciunas wants an extension. He's 30. Um, That makes a lot of sense for him. Actually just turned 31. So it makes sense that he'd want to secure a contract now. Mm-hmm. And if the Pelicans say we want a rim protector, probably makes sense for them to move on from him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I I, I think the fit is just a little weird uh, with him and Zion. You can obviously yeah. make it work because both of those guys can step out and shoot. But you're talking about two guys who want to operate a lot in the same spaces um, there. And then, as you mentioned with the contract stuff, I mean, that team's got a lot of money locked up and a lot of guys. And they've got some other key free agents to take care of, too, uh, coming up here in the next year or so. So that's another a piece where it gets just a little messy. One of the teams mentioned, which I think would be fantastic, is maybe the Spurs, and that would be the idea of mm. it. Either that becomes a three-team trade where the Pelicans get something back, or that's just, hey, we're straight moving them off, and then that frees up the full mid-level for us. And then they could chase that you know, more kind of uh, rim protecting, rebounding, defensive minded center. Cause I, I, I agree with that. I don't think New Orleans really needs another offensive minded guy. As long as they're not a complete zero, as long as they can at least finish around the rim, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably okay uh, there. And then you can play your small lineups and have Larry Nance step out and do, do the different things he does in those small ball lineups if you want to go there. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense. We'll see, you know, if somebody tries to land Valanciunas on the relative cheap. Yeah. And again, I like him. I think he could be a factor somewhere where, where he lands. Yeah. Right. I kind of like him next to Wembenyama. I Zach Collins yeah, that's not had bad. a really good year. But yeah, I kind of like the idea of the guy who can maybe protect Wembenyama a little bit, right? Where, oh, you dropped our kid. All right, come down the lane and see what happens to you next right. time. Right? I'll, I'm going to knock you down. And there's not a lot of guys left in the league that will do that. But Valanchunas is definitely one of them. Yeah. Valanchunas, Nurkic. You know, I mean, there's there's not yeah. a ton, but there's yeah. a few. There's yeah, a definitely few. definitely a few. Steve, how do I how do I not say Stephen Adams? I unfortunately oh, missed course, the yeah. the season. You but know, Stephen Adams then is going to pick you up season. and give you a hug and tell you you know, <laughs> did right. Like I just I'll never forget him picking up. I forget who it was <laughs> and what just walking him away from the fight. Like literally picked him up off the ground like a child and walked him to like the other side of half court. Like he's <laughs> he's the best. I mean I I've I've yet to meet anybody who ever has a bad word to say about Stephen Adams ever. Yeah. Like everybody loves him. Yeah, hopefully he's uh, he's good to go to start next season. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, finish up with this. As expected, Victor Oladipo opts into his contract the Miami Heat. Remember, he's dealing with another injury. And then Dante DiVincenzo opts out, which was always the plan for DiVincenzo when he signed the contract was, hey, let me opt out. Only $4.7 million next season with the Warriors. He's going to opt out. He's getting at least the mid-level from somebody. So, or a big chunk of it, yeah. Or a big chunk of it, yeah, absolutely. So makes a lot of sense. For both of these guys to to choose these options. 
Yeah, Oladipo, unfortunately, this probably puts him in line to my guesses end up being part of a trade package with, with mm-hmm. the Heat now. Uh, I just, you know, I mean, maybe Miami's okay with another rehab type situation and see if he can get back on the floor. It just, it, there's no other way to put it other than it sucks what's happened to yeah. his career. He worked so hard to get back and now another knee injury that he's going to have to work through. But hey, at least he's getting $9.5 million to, you know, figure it out. And then DiVincenzo, the problem for the Warriors is, they don't have any ability to sign him for you know much of anything, right? So mm-hmm. if uh, you know, especially if they resign Draymond Green, they're going to be way deep into the super tax again. That means they don't even have the five million mid level, which I don't even think that would be enough for Divincenzo. Plus, this is probably sneakily why they went and got Gary Payton. Uh, the yeah. second last year reacquired him. They have Moses Moody. I think they want to give a bigger role to Brandon Pajemski, who they drafted at the draft that I think you're going to see them, you know, hand a bunch of minutes to. So they're going to go with in-house replacements for DiVincenzo and try to make it work. Where he lands will be interesting because he had a nice year with the Warriors. Really good bounce back year after, yeah. you know, he was hurt with the box. They never really kind of fully found his rhythm with the Kings in that half season there after the trade deadline. So we're going to find out. Option deadlines, just so everybody's keeping an eye on it, June 29th. So two days away, or really kind of like a day and a half away, um, is when everything has to be locked in and decided uh, June 29th as far as uh, true options, whether it be player or team options. Mm-hmm. Also qualifying offers for anybody who's a pending restricted free agent. Those all have to be handed out. Contract guarantees, some are coming up. You know, tomorrow, the 28th, some the 29th, but those can stretch all the way into, you know, the early days of July and into mid-July. I just put a piece up on Track today uh, where I went through and predicted all of the the uh, contract guarantees that had a uh, trigger date uh, by the end of July. Um, so we put that piece up today. If you're interested in seeing what's out there, um, there's probably, you know, I didn't count them, but my guess is there's probably 40 or 40 or 50 uh, total that are out there um, that, that are in that piece, uh, you know, a handful of you know, pretty big ones. And then some mm-hmm. that are, you know, more minor ones, but, you know, I went through and took a stab at uh, projecting what will happen with each one of those uh, decisions. So busy, busy couple of days coming for the NBA, yeah. a lot of stuff uh, happening over the next couple of days, as far as getting everything set for free agency. And we'll know, uh, you know, really by the end of the day, the 29th, we'll know what the free agency board looks like. Yep, exactly. All right. I, I lied. We do have one more thing to get to. Oh, oh yeah. Lied. Kyle Lowry, um, he is under contract next season for yep. twenty nine million and change. Um, I mean, the Miami Heat, there it's almost thirty million, twenty nine point seven million. Uh, their payroll, I mean, they're at one hundred seventy three million, and that's without figuring out what you're going to do with Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. So, I mean, easily into the super tax over that second tier apron. So, is this? I'd imagine we see maybe a buyout here with with Kyle Lowry. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they if they can figure out a way to move on from him. This makes sense. They they wave him and stretch him. You think that's going to be the idea here? Pay him for the next three years if they do that? Yeah, it could be because so ideally you find a trade right where right. you put Lowry into a trade. My guess is if you're Miami, you would love him to be a big part of a trade for Damian Lillard uh-huh. if he becomes available, right? And they might be a team that could say, hey, why don't you take on Lowry and I'm just going to Tyler Hero, and then we'll take back Lillard and we'll take back Nurkic too, right? And you can get off that salary. And now we'll move forward with these two guys. But the reports out of Miami are, if not, they may just waive him. Now, 
I don't know. We'll see. I think this may be one of those ones where, you know what, let's do what we got to do to resign Vincent or Struess, maybe both. I think it's probably more likely one or the other, mm-hmm. uh, which probably leans me towards Vincent, um, especially with Duncan Robinson kind of refinding his groove uh, in the playoffs this past year. Um, you probably feel good about, all right, well, Vincent, Hero, Robinson, we're good. Um, you let Lowry play it out into the season, and then you try to find a trade later. Right, that can you know you could deal him later because you still have the ability to do that in season. Most of the trade, you know, the hardcore trade restrictions don't come into play until we get into um, next year, until the 24-25 for these super tax teams. Because just waving and stretching him now, it's not. I don't know that it opens up enough flexibility. Be about ten million dollars a year. It it is good to just get it off the books, but. I, I don't know, man. That seems a little little weird to me. Again, that would be yeah. one of those if they wave and stretch them, it's because they've got plans to do something that we're not seeing right now. Because otherwise, there's there's just not enough flexibility opened up to, to make that a, a real necessity for Miami, I don't think. Right. But something certainly to keep an eye on here as we head into free agency. We'll see if Kyle Lowry winds up on the market as well to getting waived uh, by the Miami Heat, uh, or maybe Miami just keeps it. We'll see. It depends yeah. on what becomes available for them. Had moments in the playoffs, too. Like, yeah. you know, had some not great moments, too. But, you know, I, it's it's pretty close to the end of the line for Kyle Lowry, but he might be able to give a team something. It's probably more in the backup role now, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. We talked about that previous guys, you know, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Derek Rose. He's probably in that phase of his career, too, where it's, you know, all right, you're good for 15, 20 minutes a night. As a backup, anything beyond that, probably is stretching him a little too thin. All right, let's wrap things up there. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Of course, go follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.